Women Make Waves is an NC Fit podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Women Make Waves podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today, Laura and I are sitting down with the ladies from the Lavender Lifestyle. Both Ash and Joss share their experience of what it's like to be moms of four. Holy smokes, four kiddos each. That's eight. Oh my gosh, that's, I'm a dog mom. That's a lot. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. But we do talk about mommy shame. We talk about what it's like to put yourself first and how to get through feeling like you're supposed to show up for everyone else before you show up for yourself. We also talk about community and accountability, progress over perfection, the joy in the journey, and more importantly, that carbs are okay. We talk about making sustainable lifestyle choices, whether that's through fitness or nutrition and a combination of the two, how to get your mindset right when thinking about all of these things and so much more. These ladies were so much fun to talk to. And if you love the episode as much as we did, please make sure to leave it a five-star rating and review. It'll help us continue to get guests like Ash and Joss back on the show and just spreads awareness, spreads this episode with people that need to hear it. So if you loved it, please, please, please share. Also, while you're in the app store, go ahead and download the NC Fit app. You're going to get four different workout tracks every day of the week. You can pick which one fits your lifestyle, which one fits your training environment, and what one makes your body feel the best every day. I've linked all the ways that you can get your hands on the app in the show notes. And until next week, enjoy the show. Welcome back listeners to the Women Makes Wave podcast. Today, Lindsay and I are sitting down with the ladies of the Lavender Lifestyle. So big welcome to Ash and Josh. These ladies are changing the conversation surrounding diet culture, and their mission is to help busy moms be happy and accepting of their bodies. So we're so excited to have you here today, girls. And if you could start, we always love to start the episode with asking, you know, how are you making waves in your community? Hey, guys, we are so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Um, So with the Lavender Lifestyle, our biggest goal or our mission um, is to really empower women um, to make time for themselves and to make themselves a priority. Um, And and also to know that um, a health and fitness journey is really about truly becoming healthy from the inside out. And that goes above and beyond physical aesthetics. Um, So we are making waves by really just trying to cut out that diet culture and to teach our clients and our followers that um, you don't have to feel restricted. You don't have to feel miserable. You can enjoy life and get the results that you're after. And so that is just what we are trying to do in our community is really spread that message and empower women to um, just find the healthiest and most confident versions of themselves. That already sparks so many questions for me, but before I dive into everything that's popping off in my brain right now, can you share with listeners a little bit about your backgrounds? Because I know it's vastly different and both, both backgrounds play such a role in the program that you've created. Yeah, absolutely. So Joss here, um, I will give you a little bit of background. Um, so Ash and I are sisters. Um, we are 15 months apart. Um, growing up, complete opposites. Um, I am a short, fair-skinned redhead, ash, uh, tall, blonde, 
And um, we couldn't be any more different, but we come together through our sisterhood and um, our differences are our strengths. So of course, being 15 months apart, we um, grew up going to college together, um, graduated with the same degree. Ashley went on to a nursing degree. I moved into corporate America in sales. Um, we had a degree, our degrees are in exercise science with an emphasis in health and fitness management. So it's always been a part of our lives. Um, just as we graduated college and moved on, we kind of got away from health and fitness. Um, but our true passion was that health and fitness. Um, after having kids, we came back to that, became certified personal trainers. Um, I've been in corporate America uh, for the last 15 years working, um, but my true passion is health and fitness. And Ash, I'll let you jump in and, and give a little bit more. So yeah, I, um, I went on to nursing school and after having my second, so Jocelyn and I both have four kids. Um, after having my second, I decided I was going to stay home, um, just be, you know, be there for the kids and, and that kind of thing. Um, and so I, while Jocelyn was, you know, doing her thing in corporate America, I was staying at home taking care of babies and, um, which has been absolutely awesome. But Joss and I still, you know, um, had this huge passion for health and fitness. And so, um, just trying to incorporate that while also doing our things as moms and in Jocelyn's case, a career woman. Yeah. I think something that a lot of women struggle with, um, and myself included, I'll just speak from my own experience is how we are asked all the time to show up quote unquote selflessly, right? Whether that's at work or at home for the family. And with so much of your program being dialed around showing up for yourself and health starting within, how much of that shame and stigma did you have to kind of help your clients with, with showing up for yourself is one of the most selfless things that you could do. But how do you start to reprogram that from selfish to selfless? I love this question. <laughs> I love it because it is such a mindset shift. And when Jocelyn and I first got started, so fit, health and fitness has always been a huge part of our lives as you know, we talked about, but after becoming moms, it totally fell off. Um, you know, our focus was on everybody else and we did, we felt guilty making that time for ourselves. Um, and, and it was finally when Jocelyn and I had just had our third babies, we, they were uh, due on the same day, but they were born 12 days apart and we were just, having wine, having dinner, that it was chaotic. Our husbands were both doing something, working, I don't know. And we both just looked at each other and we're like, this is crazy. Like, how did we get here? We barely have enough energy to show up for our kids, for ourselves, for our husbands. We've got to do something. And so we started working out, holding each other accountable and really made it, you know, a priority to make ourselves, to put ourselves first. And it was hard. It felt funny. Like it felt kind of wrong because we had all these little people that we had to take care of. We, you know, needed to be there for our husbands and all of these things. So we did, we felt guilty doing it, but we realized over time that we could show up so much better for our loved ones and for our community if we first poured into ourselves. Um, and so gosh, after, I don't know how long of doing this and just having more energy and feeling better about ourselves and feeling more confident, um, women started asking us, we were on social media and women started asking us for tips. And so like, we just made it our mission to help as many women as we can make themselves a priority. And I think with our clients, it's a huge mindset shift, but we, we really try to instill in them that 
it is not selfish because it allows you to show up so much better for those loved ones in your life, for those people in your life. When you first pour into yourself, it's like on an airplane where they tell you to put on your oxygen mask first so that you can help the others around you, like pour into yourself so you can help those around you. Well, and laughing. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say super quick. I'm laughing because I tell myself that analogy pretty much daily because I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put my oxygen mask on. Like it's going to be fine. This is what I have to do. But sorry, go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no, no. I think, uh, to, to Ash's point, um, it, it's, it's practicing it, right? So you have to continue to practice it because your mind can get the best of you. And that's a big piece of, of what we embody here at the lavender lifestyle and TLL fit is that the mind has to, it starts with the mind. We can't accomplish anything until we get that mind right. So we have to practice showing up for ourselves and it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to happen. Right. And every time it happens, it gets better and better. And when you think of fitness, you think of, I have to go to a gym. I have to spend an hour. I have to do all of these things. It doesn't have to be any of that. It has to be, how do you show up for yourself quick and effectively 35 minutes? If that means your kids are in the room with you, because that's all the time that you have and you found some areas for them to play, for them to do, and you incorporate yourself while you're working out, that's still showing up for yourself while still being that mom and taking care of yourself. So it's not, Ash and I say this all the time, it's not perfection, it's progress. And that progress leads to this lifestyle of showing up for yourself and and pouring into you so you can pour into everything else. For sure. And like Jocelyn said, take 35 minutes. Jocelyn and I started with just 10 minutes a day. That's how we got started. And it just grew and evolved. Um, and so just start, that's the biggest thing, just start. And over time it will evolve to where it's like second nature. I mean, Jocelyn and I were talking the other day and she's like, I have to force myself to take a rest day because I love to work out so much and it's just a part of my day. And so those days that I don't need to work out or that I need to rest, I have to like make myself rest over time. It will evolve to that where, where it's just a part of your day. I was having that same thing happen the other day. I was like, I have a Peloton in my, in my living room and I'm always like, all right, it's a rest day. It's a recovery ride. And then I'll get like 10 minutes into it. I'm like, let's go. I have to like actively be like, Lindsay, no, back off. So I totally, totally get what you're saying. Yes. So one thing that you both have mentioned quite a bit is accountability and how much the two of you showed up for each other. Um, is your program individual? Does it, is it community-based? Is it group-based? How do you facilitate the, that sort of accountability in your program? So we have a few options, um, but we, we mostly do like one-on-one coaching. And so we will have clients that we work with individually, um, but then they also come together as a community. So we have a way for them to communicate as a community and bounce ideas off each other, check in with each other, um, motivate each other. Um, But then we also are available for one-on-one help. So um, weekly check-ins and then just communication constantly um, as our clients go through the week. So yeah, we're always there for accountability and that's such a huge part of what we do is just the encouragement and holding them accountable. Yeah. And Ash, Ash said this the other day in an interview, which it really resonated for me, um, how important 
community is when it comes to accountability. Sure, that one-to-one -one virtual training that we offer and you have your coach, that accountability is imp important. But the community that we've created and the community that shows up for one another, like-minded women, all trying to find that best version of themselves, um, we're all in it together. We have the same ideas, the same mindset, the same goals, different, but same, right? And knowing that community is there backing you, supporting you. So even though we have a, a big piece of our business is that individual one-on-one -on -one training, the accountability that surrounds our entire um, um, women, our community is, is fantastic. Yeah, so what, what Jocelyn was saying, you know, you could be working so hard towards a goal and the people that you encounter every single day don't really get it. And so it could feel kind of isolating. And then it's, you, you kind of second guess yourself, like, why am I even doing this? But when you have a community of women doing it alongside you, it like changes everything, you know, it's like this constant, like, I love how you guys say, um, a rising tide lifts all ships. It's like this, this group of women just lifting each other up. And so it makes it almost impossible to quit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know how much, you know, getting into my fitness journey, thankfully growing up as an athlete, I always had a team environment, right? So whether that was me seeking validation from a coach or some sort of external validation, who knows, but it was really hard when I graduated college and was like, now what? Like, what am I training for? Why am I 24 hour fitness sucks by myself? <laughs> like, um, so I, I can totally resonate with the accountability and, and that kind of like teammate mentality. Um, yeah. what is something that with the wide variety of women that you work with, what is one of the most common, maybe like self-limiting beliefs or these stories that women come in to this program with? Gosh, mindset is huge. Shas, do you have anything that comes to mind? Well, they, I have so many women show up thinking they're going to fail before they even start because they started so many programs and stopped. They've started and been successful and then stopped. And it's really breaking down. And, and this is a big part of our program. And the, what I love so much, and it goes back to that mindset is why have you started and why have you stopped? Is it not sustainable? Is it not truly a part of your lifestyle? Um, is it, you know, whatever, whatever the reasons are. So these women come into it because of diet culture and what diet culture treats us, teaches us, right? We have to restrict, we have to eliminate, we have to put ourselves in a deficit and it's all these things are not sustainable. And you can't, you can't drink alcohol. You can't go to parties. You can't have fun. So these women go in thinking my life is over and it's just how it's going to have to be for 12 weeks. And we stop that on day one, right? Guys, if you want to sustain this, if you want to be successful, you want to be that best version of you, break all of that down. It's not happening. We're taking it one day at a time and we're going to learn all over. We have to build that foundation first. So they go into it thinking, I don't know that I'm going to be successful at this because nothing else I've done has been successful. And it's mind blowing at week three when they're like, this is a lifestyle. I can do this. I can go out. I can have ice cream with my kids. I can go to a happy hour and I'm still reaching my health and fitness goals. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm really curious to know when women come in, you know, there's so much in pressure in society for like, okay, you have, you have a kid 
And then you have to get your body back, right? Like get your pre-baby body back, which is ridiculous. But I'm curious to know like how you handle those conversations with women who come in and maybe their sole goal is I want to lose X, X amount of weight. And obviously that's not a sustainable way because how do you find enjoyment in, in your fitness? And as you were saying, how do you make it a lifestyle if that's your goal? Um, so just curious, how do you, if you do reframe that, that goal? That is such an amazing question. So we are constantly, so that's another mindset thing that we, we have to work on with our clients is we have to constantly remind them that it is not about aesthetics. And we, when they come in at the beginning of our program, they have to, we have them set goals. And so many times they want to set body related goals. They want to set like a weight loss goal or, um, I want to be this size goal, or I want to be at my pre-pregnancy weight or whatever. Um, and we have to tell them guys, these goals need to be like action goals. What are you going to do every single day? Or what are you going to do each week, um, in order to get you closer to being the healthiest version of yourself? Um, and, and over time, by showing up and achieving those action goals, the aesthetics and the physical progress will take care of itself. Um, and, and we have to help them come back to where they are and find joy in the journey, right where they're at, instead of looking ahead at that physique goal. Um, and it is a constant reminder, but we also have them do um, positive affirmations daily where they wake up and they sit there and think about you know, one or two positive things that they're very excited about, um, about themselves that day. And we're just trying to flip the script and help them to see the positives rather than focusing on the negatives or where they're lacking. Um, and it's been super effective and, but it is, it takes time and it is a definite mindset shift. I wrote a post on this a while back about how we're constantly doing the work right? And I think especially as women, if we're not doing the work, we're not doing enough or we're not showing up in this way. And kind of my reframe was like, if you're constantly doing the work, you're constantly telling yourself there's something to fix, which inevitably means there's something broken. And so I love the idea of moving from, you know, aesthetics to action. What are some of the action goals that you, that your clients create or that you help them establish? So Josh, did you want to take that one? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, oh gosh, there's, it, it honestly really depends on the client, but a, a lot of clients come in overtraining. And so we have to work with them on overtraining and under eating. And so we have to really work with them on pulling back and, you know, doing the workouts that we have laid out for them and not trying to incorporate more workouts um, and so that's a big one. Also, you know, getting in enough water and getting sleep. Sleep is huge. Um, I think as moms, you know, we don't, we love that nighttime after the kids go to bed, we want to have time for ourselves and we want to stay up as late as we can because that's time for ourselves, but just keeping in mind how important that sleep is. Um, and so that's a huge, a huge action item. Um, and then also just showing up for the workouts. Well, and the nutrition component too. So many people, it goes back to that diet culture that says restrict and deficit, right? So these women 
think they, they can't eat and they don't eat. So we follow, we have them track so we can see nutritionally how they're eating, what they're eating. And it's, it's reminding them week after week, you have to eat your carbohydrates. Your complex carbohydrates are a good thing for your body. You also have to eat calories because we are doing effective training. So it's, again, we keep going back to that mindset, but repurposing that mind, but those action items are eat your proteins, get those complex carbohydrates and focus on good fats. All three of those have to be consumed every single meal throughout the day in order for all of the cylinders to be running and us begin to reach those health and health and fitness goals. Is there anything you find, especially with postpartum women, um, that they're deficient in from a nutritional standpoint? Is there anything that, you know, after giving birth is something we really want to be mindful of consuming more of or anything like that? I think the biggest thing we see with our clients is um, just not getting in enough protein. That is the biggest thing. Um, the majority of the women who come to us are not eating enough protein. They're not eating enough carbohydrates and they're eating a lot of fat. And I don't know why that is, but that is just what we typically see. And so I think the biggest focus is just getting that protein up. Um, and I think another really important um, vitamin or nutrient that needs to be incorporated is vitamin D. Um, the majority of us don't live in an area where you lucky ladies live in San Diego. You get <laughs> a lot, not in Kansas City. So, um, but the majority of Americans don't get enough sunshine and enough vitamin D. And I think that's super important for a healthy immune system. Well, and to add to that, um, you know, we are all about a natural approach in, in all aspects of what we do. So of course, postpartum, right? Your hormones are going to be out of whack. Um, that's just natural. Um, and, and food is so powerful in the ability to balance hormones. Now I'm not saying in every circumstance, in every situation, are we going to be able to help our clients balance their hormones through food intake. And we have resources outside of Ashley and I that we recommend to our clients when those hormones are, you know, way out of whack. But there are some, some great steps that we can take with food intake, um, getting enough sleep, that rest, not overtraining, that, that when these women come to us with all of these hormone imbalances, that's our first step. And, um, you know, going into our programs, we talk about it's not a quick fix and it's not overnight those first four weeks, we're laying a foundation. We're laying a mindset foundation, we're laying a nutritional foundation and an exercise foundation. And until we build that foundation, we can't go anywhere from there. So a lot of times we see some, some of those hormonal imbalances and, and we can do it through some natural approaches, um, which is nice. What are some of the like maybe telltale signs of this hormonal imbalance? Because I think so often, you know, when I was a kid, right, I had written, and now even, I had really heavy periods, right? And my doctors were like, oh, go on birth control and we'll like regulate it, right? And now as I get closer to 30, I'm like, but what if I want babies? And I've like been on birth control since I was 11 years old, right? So I love that there's a natural approach. And typically when these things are happening in our bodies, right, like we want to fix it. There was no part of me that was like, I love having a super heavy period. Yes, <laughs> I want to deal with this forever. So what are maybe some of the signs of hormonal imbalance? And then what are some of the kind of holistic approaches you take to address them? 
Ash, you want to, you want to? Sure. So um, we do see clients with, with heavy periods and um, uh, extreme cramping during that time of month, or even like really long periods, um, just basically irregular periods. And a lot of that um, can be helped with diet through, you know, eliminating processed foods, um, trying to eat mostly whole natural foods. Another thing that a lot of people or a lot of our clients really uh, struggle with is eliminating dairy. A lot of times we see that dairy can play into so many hormonal issues. And we, we kind of, we, we try to kind of um, offer that as an option. We usually get pushback. Um, but when they finally come around, cause it's, it's like, it's gotta be their decision, um, to really eliminate that. I don't want to ever tell somebody you've got to eliminate this food. You can't have it. Um, because that feels very restrictive, but when they finally do come around and start to eliminate dairy or cut back on dairy, a lot of times they see a huge improvement in the way they feel, um, and inflammation in the body, um, periods, cramping, all of that improves a lot brain fog there's so much improvement when they eliminate dairy um but again it has to be something that they are comfortable with um i for one had to go dairy free because it was just causing me horrible gut issues about four years ago and i like you too yeah so i thought my life was over um no more cheese with my mexican food i love mexican food no more um ice cream i absolutely love ice cream um, and so it was so hard at first, but after doing so, I realized like there's so many amazing flavors in food that are getting covered up by the cheese. So it just, um, ended up being great and, and I feel so much better, but that's a huge one. Um, and then we also see women come to us with a lot of, of issues with elevated cortisol levels. Um, and that's, I think just being stressed as a mom and, you know, not getting enough sleep and overdoing it with workouts, maybe eliminating carbs or trying to restrict calories. Um, and so by increasing calories, adding back carbohydrates, um, getting more sleep, backing off the workouts, all the things that seem counterproductive. I mean, these women come to us and they're like, but I'm starting a program. I need to do more. And it's like, no, guys, come on. More. Less is more sometimes. And so we really have to work on that mindset shift and help them to back off, to incorporate carbohydrates again, to increase their calorie intake. And that really, really helps to balance out those cortisol levels. And high cortisol levels will um, keep you from losing weight. It will um, cause cravings for sugary, fattening foods. So there are so many things that high cortisol levels do that it will lower your immune system, lower your sex drive. Um, so it's really important to focus on balancing out those hormones and lowering the cortisol levels. So coming into our program, um, you know, really just understanding what they came from. And that first week that they start with us, um, it's not an overnight fix. It's not a clear the pantry, clear the refrigerator, buy all of these things, start fresh. It's, hey, what are you doing now? Because if we don't understand what they're doing now, we're not going to understand the deficiencies, the hormone imbalances, the issues that they may, they may have caused themselves. So if they're restricting carbohydrates and we see that, if we see they're eating high fats, if they don't have hunger cues and they're just eating because that's what they do, if they're not feeling satisfied and they continue to overeat, if they're eating um, low calories um, in a deficit, 
and they've been doing that for a while, we're gonna understand that there's probably gonna be some imbalances. And through all of those things that Ash just said, natural food options, um, ensuring that we're setting a caloric amount that is safe for their body with all of the exercise that's happening. And then each week we're asking them probing questions on, are you getting hunger cues? Are you feeling satisfied after a workout? Do you feel bloat? How are your joints feeling? Asking those types of questions to understand how their hormones are balancing, aren't balancing, excuse me, and then going each week, building from there um, to ensure we're moving forward and those horm hormones are beginning to balance as they should. I'm curious to know what kind of support and maybe, for lack of a better term, coping mechanisms or skills you offer the women who come in who might be overtraining, under eating. I mean, especially coming from a sports background, um, you know, those symptoms of just fatigue, brain fog, um, being exhausted. But how do you get those women to say, you know, hey, carbohydrates are okay. Um, taking a rest day is fine. We're, we're, you know, that's such a difficult thing to do since the, the whole narrative for women for so long has been cut this out, cut this out, do X, Y, Z. So just curious how you help those ladies. A lot of times um, it is having, I mean, it's multiple conversations uh, because they don't want to believe it. Because like you said, I mean, we're seeing these we're seeing this everywhere that you have to eat less, you have to work out more. Um, and so it's just reminding them, you hired a coach for a reason. What you were doing before was not working. Um, and I mean, our reputation's on the line. We're not, we're not trying to make our clients fat. I mean, you know, that is not what we're here for. We're trying to make you healthy and help you get to a place of you know, physical progress, because that's what you signed up for. So we're going to do everything we can to get you healthy from the inside out. But that physical progress will come. You just have to trust the process. So it is like the same conversations oftentimes over and over and over just to help them break through on that mindset piece and, and truly believe that what these protocols that we're putting in place, they're going to work. Uh, you just have to trust the process and follow through. You know, I had a client just a couple of weeks ago. Um, she sent me a pretty nasty check-in. So weekly, they 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 check in because it's virtual, right? So they send us an email. We have probing questions um, to understand where they're at on all three components: mindset, nutrition, fitness. And you know, at the end of of my check-in or her check-in with me, she said, "You know, I've done this on my own, and I've gotten this far on my own, and I'm not sure why I've invested in you." And that's when those tough tough conversations have to, to come because like Ashley said, it is our brand and we, we believe in this so deeply. And so it was pushing back and saying, you know, here's the deal. You may have gotten this far on your own, but you didn't sustain it. And you've told me about the yo-yo and the up and the down. So we have to break it down and we have to get real with them. Her body wasn't changing as fast as she wanted, but you know what she was doing? She was playing the comparison game with client X, client Y, client Z, who had great results in three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, she's in week eight of the program and her body has slightly changed. But guess what? Her foundation took longer to lay because of what she'd done previously. So it's re-educating her on that restrictive lifestyle, on um, overtraining seven days a week. And it's, it's, it's saying, trust this process, trust me as your coach, trust this brand. And we made adjustments and guess what? 
her body began to thrive. And unfortunately, this is a unfortunately or fortunately, this is a client that is all about the aesthetic changes. She now sees that she has those aesthetic changes. She realizes how she changed on the inside first, but a lot of times people don't come in with that. They want the aesthetics first, not realizing what's happening on the inside that builds that foundation so those aesthetics stay. And I would say about 99% of the time clients come to us for that aesthetic change, but it but but their whole mentality and the whole purpose for doing this changes um, throughout the program. And it's just amazing to see these women grow um, inside, you know, as they change on the outside too. It's just really cool. Especially seeing how this program was so based on your own experiences, right? How did, and maybe this is my assumption, but um, did you go through that shift from aesthetic to action and what kind of changed that for you and, and was, you know, your guiding light in that? Yeah. Yeah. I I will uh, jump in on this. I think, you know, when Ashley and I at, after our third babies and we were, you know, sitting in her house and baggy sweatpants, baggy sweatshirts, and we were like, is this, is this our life? We were college athletes. We were hot. Like our, yeah. is, is, <laughs> our hot. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, is, is this is not the end. This is not how I'm going down. So we did going in college. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I, I'm not going down. This is not, no, no, no. And so going into it, it was all about how I looked, how skinny I could get, how, you know, all of the wrong things. And as I progressed through this journey, it was, oh my gosh, I've delivered three, now four babies. I work full time. I have a husband. We have this life. We have this home. I'm able to spend 35 minutes on myself and, and accomplish. Like it changed to the confidence of all these things that I can do while managing this life and taking care of myself. And then it, you know, it, we talk about this journey that it started as, okay, aesthetic changes. And then I realized I learned, but now it's like, how can I grow? How can I change? It, it's just, now I'm just rambling, but it's, it, it ha- it's such a journey. It has changed so much from the beginning to what I am now. Yeah, I think um, for me, I love to see how heavy I can lift. I love to see how I can challenge my body. I love to see how I can strengthen my core. My core, I've had four C-sections. So my core is very weak and I love seeing how I can challenge myself to build a stronger core so that I'm able to do things that, you know, a year ago were really hard for me. Um, and so I think it just more becomes how we can challenge ourselves and it, the, the whole aesthetic side of things just doesn't matter anymore. Do you, I know you mentioned you both have four children. Do you have girls? Yes. I'm very interested to know, um, and I don't know how old they are or how you are, you know, I mean, I know our generation grew up with that narrative of being skinny, looking at models who are definitely not healthy and not seeing fit, strong women, you know, anywhere. I didn't grow up with that. So I'm wondering how you're instilling that kind of that mindset of strength and, and rewriting that whole 
narrative the media has thrown off um, yeah. your girls? I, that is such a good question. And thank you for asking it because I think that was a huge, so I have a daughter and three boys. Um, my daughter was my first. And unfortunately, you know, Ash and I were the queens of yo-yo dieting, um, fad diets, all of those things. All and I know, mindset. Yep, yeah. yep. And after having my daughter, it was like buck stops here. Like I cannot let her think that she can't eat a certain thing, look a certain way, do a certain thing. And, and, and I think that's thankfully by the grace of God through this journey, realizing that it is a lifestyle. No foods are off limits. Mommy's never on a diet. I had a client come to me and say, I can't, my daughter said, mommy can't have these things because she's on a diet. I mean, that's terrible that our, our, our kids can't hear that. They can't think those things. And that's, you know, how we incorporated our, 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 this lifestyle. It's sustainability, all things in moderation. So it was a huge change. Ash has two girls and, you know, same, same, same concept is we, we don't want our, our daughters to think that you can't eat anything. And, and we're all about strong, you know, strong is beautiful. Um, and strong is different for every single person. That's so beautiful. And I think it's so important to recognize that, I mean, I'm not a mom myself, but uh, children absorb everything. So oh, even do. if you're consciously in your life, you know, making that decisions but if your if your child sees you in the mirror i mean they absorb and then also place that judgment on them themselves and that follows them through life so so beautiful well, what you're doing. we we were at my parents house last night and um they have a pool and my daughter was uh they were we were swimming she was in her bathing suit and you know she was doing all these dance moves in front of the window and i, I looked at her and i said honey i am so glad that you are so confident in yourself and she goes i look good mom <laughs> like okay maybe we've taken this a little too far I love that. <laughs> no not far enough let's go let's go <laughs> yeah i am um, i recently had a client outside of nc fit i'm a therapist and i was working with this adolescent and originally um her mom had brought her to me because and she was blaming it on social media right she's like my daughter's restricting calories and she wants a nose job and she wants to do all of these different things and when i was talking to this client it became very very apparent that mom was very like self-deprecating always talking about you know the 10 pounds she needed to lose or the spray tan she needed to get or all of these different things. And so Laura, exactly what you were saying, you know, we learn, especially as kids through modeling and through mirroring what our parents are doing. And so to be changing that narrative is such, such, such incredible work. And I'm sure even doing a bigger service than you could ever imagine, because it's so impacting the generation to come and what they see. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. How have you guys, because I, maybe this is just going to come off really pretentious. I hope it doesn't, but I have the hardest time with how trendy the keto diet has become lately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I see it everywhere. And so I love the fact that you have been talking about carbs, carbs, carbs this whole time, because I was like out with somebody. I was, this is what it was. I was on a bachelorette party. 
And this girl the whole weekend was like, I'm keto, I'm keto, I'm keto. And I'm like, girlfriend, like you're eating bacon and salami. Like, let's talk about what's going on inside your body. So when you start talking about fad dieting, um, what have you seen? What do people typically come to your program with? What are the like false truths that we have to start changing? We see a lot of the keto um, and we also see a lot of the faster way to weight, faster way to fat loss, fasting, um, a lot of that. And, you know, the faster way to fat loss, like, I don't know exactly how that all works. Um, but you know, if some people enjoy the intermittent fasting, that's fine. But the majority of the clients who come to us doing it, hate it, like hate their life in the morning when they can't eat and they're not allowed to eat. Um, and so it's just educating them on, you know, like it doesn't have to be that way. There's a better way. Um, but again, really, really working on their mindset, um, to help them believe. I think a huge part of our program is helping our clients believe that what they're doing is working because if you don't believe in it, you're, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to, um, really go all in. And so I think just really trying to work on that mindset, um, the mindset shift, like these, um, fad diets that, that you have been told over and over and over are effective and that you've seen because they, they will, they will bring amazing results. Uh, but they don't, they don't last, right. You can get results quickly. Um, but then you're going to fall off because you just can't sustain that type of lifestyle long-term. Um, and so telling them, you know, let's do it the right way and let's do it one time. And then you can just maintain that for life and enjoy your life. Um, so it's a lot of mindset work for sure. And, and I think to Ashley's point on that mindset is we have to, we have to remind them constantly throughout our time together, um, why they joined into, um, why they joined, uh, our, our fitness program. Um, it's not that quick fix. And, and so going into it, you know, how has that been working for you? How successful were you on that program? And then reminding them over the 12 weeks, the 24 weeks, however long they're with us, um, that didn't work and it didn't last. So quit going back to that. You're, you're not going to have long-term sustainability. You want to live this lifestyle, lifestyle of food freedom. You want no foods off limits and you don't want to feel like you're on a diet stop talking about keto, stop talking about intermittent fasting, stop talking about carb cycling. You can do all of those things, but it's exhausting. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes energy. When we get your body balanced, when we get the right nutrients in your body, and we effectively train with a mindset that is, is focused on all of those things, we're gonna move forward, we're gonna have long-term success. I love that. I think a huge thing, you know, within the past, five years or so that I realized is that the dieting industry, it's a multi-billion dollar advertising machine, right? And I think the moment I realized that I was like, oh no, 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 you are not fucking with me. And it's so, it's, it's so great how you, you both are disrupting that whole, that whole machine. And I think, you know, the more your messaging gets out, the more that women and men like you alike, um, just communicate this approach that's, that's sustainable. And that's actually people can have enjoyment out of eating this way, out this way, the more we can just shut down that whole toxic, toxic industry and narrative there. So thank you. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it is so toxic and um, we, we do have to shut it down because life is too short. And, and I tell my clients this all the time, your life is too fun. You have to enjoy your life. And if you're miserable and you're hungry and you're dreading your workouts, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? You got to stop. You're never going to have success ever. I love that because also, I mean, I, I think when women sign up for our program, a lot of times they're like, well, I need to, you know, I'm going to check with my husband. And sometimes there's some hesitancy there with the, with the significant other. But when they get like six weeks into our program, the husbands are like thanking us. We don't have to eat, you know, X, <laughs> Y, and Z anymore. My wife is cooking real food now, or, you know, I get to make her real food now, you know, whatever it may be. But we actually have a coach working for us now who is a client. And her husband like loves us because he's like, you know, everything was low carb this and low carb that. And he's like the food and she's an amazing cook, but he's like that food she cooks for us now is so good. And so it's just been, it's just been really cool to see, you know, the husbands get on board too. Yeah. I think that there is such an idea that eating healthy, I put that in air quotes, has to be boring right? It yeah. has to be egg whites and chicken breast and like oatmeal. <laughs> and I was arguably when I was counting every macro and training, like I would get so much of the external validation, like, oh my gosh, you look so great. And that can only feed you for so long because I was like, really? Because my like cheat is that I drink more diet Coke than anyone should ever drink because there's no calories in it. And my body is so sick inside yeah. because of what I'm trying to do for health reasons. Right. So I, yeah, now to eat like this big, beautiful, colorful, flavorful plate of things has been so freeing. Yes. Yeah. My, my tagline, all that color, the more color, the better and everything you eat. All that color. I think that Laura does the same with her wardrobe. <laughs> I just, <laughs> <laughs> awesome ladies well thank you guys so so much for being on the show if people want to get involved with the lavender lifestyle they loved everything you had to say today where do they find you how do they get involved all the things we are super active on instagram um our handle is the underscore lavender underscore lifestyle i had to think about that for a second or our website is lavenderlifestyle.com and we would love we offer um community uh community calls where we educate we do free community workouts um and we have lots of resources on our website and also on our instagram so we would love for you guys to um, pop over and shoot us a DM and say, what's up. If you find us on Instagram, let us know that you, that you were listening to the podcast. We'd love to say hi. Epic. Alrighty guys, ditch the diets, eat the carbs, live a colorful lifestyle, yes. <laughs> hang yes. out with yes. Roz and Ash. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. You guys Thank are you awesome. so much. Thank we you. loved it. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much. Bye.